I'm Christina. And I'm Megan. And, and this, this is, is the, the Aftermath, Aftermath of Sex. another episode very excited christina's got some good stuff going on yes i'm gonna, gonna talk to you about nipples yeah. but first we wanted to tell you some things we have our merch store it is coming out in three days um so get ready yeah so we'll have a link to our merch store we'll put that up on our social medias on instagram and facebook um, also, we will be at our local women's affair. Yes. Um, that's going to be here on the, the 20, 31st. First and, and, and second. second. Yeah. Um, and, um, so you'll have an opportunity to uh, see some of our products there. And say hi to us. And say hi to us. And uh, we'll have a drawing. So come by and put your name in for a drawing for some free merch. And yeah. check out our awesome sign. <laughs> That Christina, <laughs> I insisted, insisted on a giant sign with our logo. We'll have to take a picture. We'll take a picture and post it and stuff. Yes, you'll have to see it. I yeah. think that it's definitely something we're going to use moving forward. I hope so. If it's just the backdrop of our pod lab, yeah. it'll be like magic to my eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. How Love big it. is it? Um, five by three. Five by three. <laughs> So if you can't find us, just look for the big pregnant women, um, woman, yeah. a little naked with a, you know, with circle, our, our period. Circle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, it'll be a good time. Yeah. And don't forget to like us. Please. Leave a review if you are liking what you're hearing. With or, your words. Yeah, with your words. That's really yeah. helpful for us. Um, also submit your stories we we really want to share your birth stories with everyone else yes. people are loving the birth stories badgy tales all the testimonials all of that stuff yes so um what am i forgetting christina is better at this than me she not usually, really she says all the things usually it's because i can't stop talking ever well maybe that's it so <laughs> we're going to tell you something funny that's happened so megan and i are working on bettering our sound quality and one of the things that I notice is that I'm very loud and Megan is not, which is <laughs> the main scenario in my life. I'm usually the loud one in the room, which I don't mind being the loud one in the room. But when we're we're sharing a microphone right, right. now and um, how the how that's affecting us is that I'm very loud and Megan is sometimes like across the room it seems but really she's right in front of me so we're working on it we have a couple of things that we're changing works, yeah. um or we're about to change so i'm excited about that yeah um but i just told megan to shift forward because she was too far away from the mic and i'm like get over here yeah i am about she's twice as far from the microphone as i am 
now. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think one of the things that Megan does is she starts like close and then she gets comfortable <laughs> and then she sits back and she's like, oh, I'm just going to rest and I'm going to relax. And then she'll start saying something and then she'll back up. <laughs> and I'm just loud. You can hear me anywhere. My kids are probably hear me right now in my house, which is downstairs through the garage and into a different level. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so um let us know how we're doing yeah um hopefully <laughs> i'll get better i no, swear i think it's a learning thing and when you listen to most podcasts like at the beginning it's the people that love you yeah. that are listening yeah and then as you get better like other people will embrace you yes and then we just keep getting better yeah hopefully hopefully well, we i will, hope so because that's just who we are so we have some new equipment coming so i'm really yeah. excited about that yeah. um yeah. I don't know how I got off on that because I told you to move forward and you can oh, go. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. So um, I'm going to talk to you all today about nipples. Yeah, I'm excited. Which it kind of um, goes into breasts. Yeah. Uh, so I try to stay specific to nipples, but they're they're connected. They are. True. <laughs> and so I'm trying to figure out how you're going to talk about nipples without talking about breasts. Well, so I do interchange some things, but... Um, some of it, I just go over the nipple part and maybe that um, disease or that thing that can happen involves both breast and nipples. So I try to include what I need to at the moment, but this is nipples. Nipples. All yeah. about the nipples. All about the nipples. And I will tell you that it's not as much as I wanted to talk about, but I left out a few things such as like nipple piercings. I really wanted to go into that, but I didn't. And like banding of the nipples, like in, um, you know, certain situations yeah. in the bedroom that you might find yourself like, is this safe or not safe? I didn't go into that, but I think because there's extra there that we might offer that later. Yeah. Sometime. Sounds great. So I'm going to give you the important things, I think. Okay. And we're going to start with breast anatomy. Okay. So um, did you know that... Each breast has 15 to 20 sections that are called lobes. Okay. I did know that there are lobes. Okay. And they're arranged like a daisy flower. Yes. I can picture it in my head. I the put a little smiley face because it's just like, yeah. oh, it's yeah. a daisy. Yeah. And those lobes kind of have smaller structures called lobules. Okay. And those lobules or lobules depending on who you are and how you want to say. tomato tomato, tomato. Oh. <laughs> um <laughs> that's really funny how did the hundred potatoes go that you baked the other day oh no they're we're, oh yeah the potatoes <laughs> <There's Yeah>. like, <laughs> so so megan can't record because she has a hundred potatoes to bake. I'm like, what do you mean? She had this charity event. She's like, yeah, I'm busy. I'm baking a hundred potatoes. <laughs> like, wow, that's a lot of potatoes. Yeah. Anyway, so the lobules end in tiny bulbs called alveoli, which are also in your lungs. But in at the end of this lobule in the breast, it's also that or a tiny little bulb. And those little bulbs can produce milk. Okay. Super cool. Super cool. Yeah. They're all linked by these tiny thin tubes that are called ducts. Uh -huh. Okay. 
not ducks like quack quack. Ah, thank you for clarifying. <laughs> but Just ducks. in case I wondered, like if I had duct tape, ducks in my breast. <laughs> quack quack. <laughs> wow, it yes, might ducks. it might be late. It, it is a little late. Oh, we're gonna be all right. It's gonna be fun time. Okay. Um. So these ducks lead to the nipple, which is in the center of the darkened skin area around your nipple, which is called the areola. Okay, if you're breastfeeding, the ducts carry the milk from the alveoli toward the areola. Okay. Okay. Um, what's really funny is that I am a very vocal person with yeah. my hands. Me and too. so poor Megan has to. No, that's okay. I appreciate it because I talk with my hands all the time. And sometimes I just see people, like when I'm talking, they'll just be looking at my hands because <laughs> I can't keep them down. Yeah. Mostly. It's just, it's, it helps me yeah. process. No, it's good. I could see the visualization. Yeah. Of we should move. Yeah. The towards yeah. the, the milk goes towards the yes. nipple. Um, when it reaches the areola, the ducts uh, are joined together into larger ducts at the end of the nipple. And then um, in between all of these things is fat. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's also some ligaments and connective tissue in the, in the breast that fill that space. But the amount of fat in the breast actually largely determines the size of your breast. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, actual milk producing structures of the breast are essentially the same in all women. So yeah. it starts with those 15 and it. So yeah. that basic structure is the same. Yeah. But the size of our breasts depend on our fat tissue. Okay. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, the structure is also very sensitive to cyclic changes. Okay. So yeah. when your hormone levels are surging and um, or dropping with your cycle, your menstrual cycle, your breasts will change. Yeah. Very crazy. It's it's actually just been really interesting to think about the involvement of my breasts over the past 25 years. It's amazing how many times they change. Seriously. It's quite interesting. It's, it's fascinating. fascinating. Yeah. Your body is a crazy space. It is. It really is. Yeah. So as women age, the tissue changes um, with more fat relative to the amount of dense just tissue. Okay. So when we're younger, we have dense breasts. Yeah. And then when we get old, oh, it's a little bit more Softer. soft and Fatty, yeah, if you will. Mm -hmm. There are no muscles in the breast itself, mm -hmm. so that's important to know. But there's a thin layer of muscle, or there's muscle in between. That's kind of a thin layer in between your ribs um, and breast tissue. Okay. Each breast also contains blood vessels and lymph vessels, um, and the blood vessels obviously. They allow the breast to get oxygen and nutrients, and the lymph vessels lead small um, bean organ shapes called lymph nodes away. Oh. Like they're there, <laughs> and I just was like, "How do you explain a lymph node? It's like yeah. a tiny little bean." Yeah, that it reminds me of like an anthill inside. Yeah, you know, with like all the different little tunnels and stuff. Oh, that's, that's a good way. Culture, but the bean shape—that's really good. Yeah, so it's like a bean-shaped <clears throat> anthill. Yeah. yeah. And it just helps um, fight infection. It, lymph, like they trap harmful substances and help drain them from the body, which is yeah. super cool. Super and cool. you have them in the breasts. Um, nipples themselves are the center of the areola, which is that darkened space. Um, and each nipple has about nine milk ducts. So when you're thinking about um, 
Yeah. So when you're thinking about breastfeeding, a lot of people think there's just one little shoot yeah. that comes out, but really it's more like a shower head and it it's, is. and if you had a piercing, it goes wonky. Yes, it does. It My sister, I watched it. It was the strangest thing. <laughs> it went, bing, yeah. And it goes in multiple directions. Yeah. And so it's like more like a spray versus yeah. a stream. Right. Does it that? Is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a spray. Mm -hmm. It's like a shower spray. A shower head. Yeah. 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 So the areola interestingly has glands called Montgomery's glands that secretes lubricating oil. Oh. Yeah. And this oil protects the nipple and the skin from chafing during breastfeeding specifically. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. I, oh, I'm teaching you something already. Okay. Wow, we're like five minutes I in. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Okay. So um, there are many nipple types, just like there are yeah. many vagina types. What? So... Before I became a nurse, yeah. you know, I had like limited exposure right. to breasts and nipples. And I think one of the most fascinating things is like, you know, because now we just see pregnant or naked people all the time. It's just yeah. normal. We just see all the vaginas and breasts and all the stuff. And they're all different. I didn't realize that there were so that they were all so different. There's mm -hmm. no one that's the same. Yeah. And you remember what in our very first episode, how I talked about my dad walking in yeah. on me and seeing my breasts <laughs> yes. and he was like, she's got nipples, yes. Rose, you know, and one of his comments was her nipples are huge. Oh. But <laughs> I So I didn't share that oh, at the okay. time because I wasn't sure how open I was going to be. Uh, yeah. And I feel like, um, but I don't have, I actually have very small nipples with yeah. big areola, yeah. which is very unlike my mom's. Okay. And so he was like, oh. oh. And so my dad and my mom were very um, young when they yeah, met. They so were. I'm not sure how many breasts he actually have, has seen. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So he probably has limited experience. With I nipples. think maybe. Yeah. So yeah. anyway. <laughs> so okay, yeah. Um, so there's many types. <laughs> just going back <laughs> to just picturing this whole. And I was like, dad. Out. Get out! <laughs> and he's like, oh, geez, Rose, she's got nipples. They're huge. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, no, my nipples are huge. And then my mom is like, your nipples aren't that big. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I was like, mommy saw them. And <laughs> yeah, it was so funny because actually my nipples aren't huge. It's the aerial. <laughs> And they change throughout your life, yeah. Um, yeah. which is quite fascinating. <laughs> it really is. Um, I have some great stories about my, I don't know why people are obsessed with my breasts, but um, another thing, it's just coming to me right now. Yeah. I'm just going to share it because yeah. it's in my brain. But I might have shared this before, but when I was showering with Corlin, we have a double shower head and she came up to me and she lifted my boob. She's like, what you hiding under there? <laughs> like can you like what do you mean can, she's like i think maybe you have a snack i'm like no <laughs> i don't want snacks in my bra or my under my boobs i'm like yeah. oh lord gravity is not my friend it's hilarious anyway actually. i, I have that. to you know really these are the things i'm going to remember forever oh, and yeah. so give back <laughs> i'm going to give back to her later yeah. <laughs> um so nipple types we have protruding nipples. This mm -hmm. is the most common. They're raised at least a few millimeters from the surface of the areola, and they point outward. Um, when it's cold or stimulated, it might become more um, firm or pronounced. A flat nipple 
is one that tends to be like flush with the areola. It may harden or become more pronounced when cold or stimulated. And that's about 10 to 20% of women. Okay. So it's not very many. Yeah. But, um, but it is a fair amount it is. of women who might struggle yeah. with their babies. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's preffy. Puffy? Pruffy. Puffy. I, I'm not speaking. Puffy? Puffy? No, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm broken. Okay. Puffy. 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 P-U-F-F-Y. Okay. -F -F okay, I know what that means. <laughs> okay. The entire areola and the nipple area um, looks small, like a small raised mound on mm -hmm. top of the breast. So yes. this is the the whole part of the nipple. Yes. And the areola. And they, they kind of just go They're together. They're just in, in a mound. In a mound. Yep. Yeah. I can picture it. Okay. Um, there's inverted. So this is when the nipple retracts inward. And in some situations, the nipple can still be manipulated outward. But sometimes the muscles are too tight for this to happen. Oh, interesting. Is yeah. that what causes it? Well, let me just okay. continue on. Okay. And hopefully I answer this question. Okay. So you can have unilateral inverted mm -hmm. nipples. Sure. Um, one could be protruding in one in innered or, or innered <laughs> inward, mm -hmm. or one flat and one protruding, or one inverted and one flat. This is normal. However, if inversion of one is a new thing, oh. that's concerning. Okay. Yeah. So if so, if you develop an inverted nipple, all of a that sudden, was not inverted before. Mm -hmm. Take note. Take note. And go in. Note. Go in for an exam. Okay. Um, and what you're are we concerned about cancer? Okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Why is it because like a lump would a tumor would displace? Right. And I I'll go into a couple of them. Okay. Um, here in a little bit, but yes, yeah. Um, so there's actually a grading system for inverted nipples oh. and I had never really gone into a grading sy yeah. system of a nipple before. Yeah. Um, but there's grade one, which is where the nipple is easily pulled out with a gentle squeezing or, um, you know, you're pinching the areola and it comes out a little bit. Okay. Um, the nipple projection in this stage is maintained for several minutes. Okay. Okay. Grade two is a forceful manipulation, which sounds kind of uncomfortable. Know, um, and it's required to get the nipple to come out. And the inversion recurs, reoccurs pretty quickly. So like you can get it out, but then it kind of sucks back in pretty okay. quick. And the majority of inverted nipples are grade two. Okay. Okay. And then a grade three, there's no projection of the nipple, the papilla below um, <clears throat> the skin is, you know, it just keeps them there. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you are trying to pull it out. You can't, there's you no way can't. it's going to come. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen too many of those. No, me neither. Most of the time you can get it out. Most of the time yeah. you can get it out. Yeah. Um, so a bumpy okay. nipple, uh -huh. this is, Common to have bumps on your areola. Yeah. Those are the Montgomery glands okay. that provide the lubrication. Those are the glands? Yes. Yeah, they look oh, like little white heads. Yes. And people want to squeeze them, but, but leave them alone. They're good. They're good things. Interesting. And do they have, do they, um, is it just, are they, sorry, words. Um, 
Are they activated just during breastfeeding and lactation or do they oh, secrete I'm glad, the... I'm glad you're asking. Okay. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> no. Most of the time, it's, it seems like the, the purpose of, of those glands are specifically for breastfeeding. Okay. But I'll tell you an interesting fact in okay. just a minute. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm glad you're interested. I Obviously. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Um, so every person with breast has these glands. Okay. And... Um, we just have to remember that some of us are more bumpy than others. Right. So it's not a freak out thing. Yeah. And you're probably going to get more in pregnancy. Okay. You can have hairy nipples. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So stray dark hairs growing out of the areola are normal. Yeah. Like it freaks people out, but yeah, it happens. It does. You can pluck them. You don't have to. They're not causing problems. Yeah. Leave them alone. Okay. Don't. All right. Whatever. Very good. Yeah. Um, you might have sensitive skin there. It's very thin tissue. Yeah. And so, you know, be careful yeah. with however you're removing that hair. Don't right. do anything crazy. Right. Um, we have supernumerary nipples. Supernumerary? Oh, what I knew. Yeah, this is when you have an extra smaller nipple oh, or maybe two. That's what it's called. It is. So multiple nipples or extra nipples. Okay. Is supernumerary. Okay. There's there's another name for it. <clears throat> but it's not coming to me right now. Okay. That's all right. Um, they're typically harmless and they look like um, flat moles generally. Okay. Or they can be raised like a little bump. How do you know the difference between this and a mole? Well, it's very hard sometimes. Okay. But in pregnancy, they can grow. Oh. Yeah. Just like your other changes. Interesting. I actually have a patient who's given me permission to talk about her okay. extra nipples, okay. which is really great. Yeah. Um, she has one on her uh, abdomen, an additional one, like okay. below the left breast. Okay. And um, and then she has one in her armpit, in her left armpit. And um, it actually has an extra breast to that oh. nipple. And so she's never really known what that lump was. Yeah. But she got pregnant and it started getting bigger. Oh. And then she's like, I think I have an ingrown Oh, hair right there. Was it painful? It wasn't painful. It was just sensitive. Okay. Like your breast would be. Sure. And so I looked at it and I see, I, I think that's an extra nipple. And I think this is breast tissue, but we want to be sure to make sure it's not like a cyst growing in there. Right. And sure enough, it was breast tissue and a nipple. How did you determine that? We did an ultrasound. An ultrasound. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's just gonna hang with it or well you want to i mean can you remove it is you it, can you, you can surgically remove it okay. um and probably it might cause some discomfort with lactation because okay. that third breast could fill with milk and cause severe oh. discomfort because she's not delivered yet correct interesting so she doesn't know well we don't know if, if it's i've told her this milk. but we don't know if it is <laughs> yeah yeah. Thank you for letting me share your story. Yeah, you know who you. you are. I love you. I'm highly fascinated. By yeah. This. This interesting. I'm curious if it's going to fill with milk. Yeah. And fun fact. Yeah. Harry Styles has extra nipples. Two of them. I don't know who that is. You don't know who Harry Styles is? Maybe. I don't know famous the people. Who? Music guy. Harry Styles. The music guy. Oh, man. I'm sorry. He's a music. He's a singer. Okay. Harry I don't, Styles. I don't know. Lord. Okay. People, famous people have extra nipples. Okay. <laughs> They're not excluded. Don't feel alone. Like I need to look up this. Okay, when you see them, hopefully, okay. hopefully you'll identify them. Harry Styles. 
So some people are like, I don't know if I have inverted or flat nipples. How do I tell? Oh, yeah. Oh, she knows. I recognize. Well, people, she's actually modern. (laughs) What? You are a high school teacher. I know. I know. And he's actually very outspoken about his nipples. I know the slang. Oh, the people. Okay, fine. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so we're on to like, how do I know if I have inverted versus flat? Because oh, yeah. sometimes it's hard to tell. Sure. Um, so you can do a simple pinch test. Pinch test. Gently. Gentle. Gently. Okay. You pinch the skin of your areola. Okay. About an inch behind your nipple. Okay. Okay. And then you pinch it together. Okay. <clears throat> and if your nipple doesn't stick out, um, it's flat. Okay. If it doesn't go out, it's flat. Okay. But if it pulls inward, it's inverted. Oh. When you pinch it, okay. it'll go inward. Okay. Makes sense? Yeah. Okay. That's a pretty easy diagnostic. Yeah. Pinch it. Pinching. Yeah. yeah. Gently. Gentle. Don't hurt yourself. Yeah. It's not necessary. Okay. Okay. Um, so you want to talk about the embryology of it all? Oh, yes. So yes. embryology is like what happens in utero yeah. when babies are growing. Yeah. Um, nipples develop when you are in utero. Yeah. So the of obviously people probably know that, but yeah, the stages. Born with <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. Well, they are. They are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, babies are born with nipples. Okay, they fine. They even have like you know little puppy. Yes, yeah, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Okay. okay, so um, I'm so animated right now. I know. I love it. <laughs> Uh, most changes that are known to the fetal breast development are generally found from studies of rodents. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, prenatal human breast development does not differ between genders. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. It is interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, as early as four to six weeks of gestation, mammary specific cells can be seen. Wow. Is that that crazy? Incredible. Yeah. And around day 35, proliferation of the paired areas of the epithelial cells in the skin of the thoracic region occurs. Wow. Isn't that crazy? 35, day 35. And so there's this mammary crest. So if you think about um, like how small the fetus is at six weeks. Very small. It's about a centimeter generally speaking, maybe. I mean, it might be a third of a centimeter or a half of a centimeter. It depends on like where we are. Um, But there's like this little crest that develops on both sides. It looks like a C and it covers the whole embryo. So it's called mammary crest. Okay. And then when um, uh, the, when it atrophies. Okay. So that means it shrinks. Mm -hmm. It goes into a paired solid epithelial masses. That occur in the pectoral region. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that crazy? Wow. So there's these crest-like moons, like, on the whole embryo, essentially. And then as that atrophies, it comes up and pulls up into these nips, this mound. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Super cool. Yeah. Oh, it's called polyophilia, which is the other name of supernumerary. Oh, okay. Yeah. It happens in 
two to five percent of the population and they can be anywhere between the groin and the axilla so this happens because of that crest yeah i was gonna yeah yeah. okay so so that crest occurs on the whole embryo so i'm pointing to my abdomen and my trunk region but when it's an embryo it's like the whole length of the body and so you can really when that atrophies it could just atrophy in a several places instead of just shrinking up into the the two the two pectoral mounds wow cool huh super cool yeah toward the end of the first trimester primary mammary like primary mammary glands or buds begin to grow and they can be observed penetrating into the upper dermis layer so it's coming forward yeah yeah cool huh yeah so then moving into the second trimester you get secondary epithelial buds, so skin buds that are coming, <clears throat> and they appear on top of the main mammary bud. So okay. now, like, tissue is growing onto it. Okay. And by six months, the basic framework of the gland is established. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, there is well-defined tubular architecture in there. Okay. And this is the time where the breast tissue is apparent in both boys and girls. Okay. The surrounding areola is formed by the ectoderm. So the outermost layer of the cells or tissue of the embryo contains the dermis and the nerve tissues. And that is all developed into the in the fifth month. Okay, wow. Yeah. So then Crazy. we're, we're going to move into the third trimester. Yeah. And there's repeating branching of those epithelial buds. So it's just packing on there. Okay. And there's kind of disagreement over the final morphology of the breasts at birth. So it's interesting because people have different opinions. Most sources agree that there are lobular structures at the end of, or, and, and, or, and, and buds. So milk ducts. Okay. But some argue that there's no evidence of lobules, only ducts, which is interesting because. Like, can't you just see? I don't understand. Like, how, how is there? Well, so it's hard to tell. Like, I would, I would imagine that. A duct and a lobule are very similar in look. Okay. And how they perform okay. is noted later okay. because then they change. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so the epidermis in the area of the future nipple becomes depressed at this time, forming what's called a mammary pit. Ooh. And then the nipple is created with smooth muscle fibers, which are aligned in a circular and longitudinal fashion. Oh, isn't that crazy? Wait, wait, say that again. So nipples are created with like the smooth muscle fiber. It's smooth muscle? Yeah. And then they're a lot, the nipple. The nipple. And then they're they're aligned in a circular circular and longitudinal fat fashion. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. It's smooth muscle. Smooth tissue? muscle fibers. Fibers. Smooth yeah. muscle fibers. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. The final weeks of gestation, there's loose um, fibroconnective tissue stroma that increases in vascularity around the area. Um, Preterm infants don't have breast nodules or secrete milk after birth. Okay. Which is interesting. Yeah. For later, potentially. Okay. Okay. And this leads to the evidence that um, inner uterine environment is essential for breast development. Oh. Right. So if you're extracted oh. from the uterus early, then your breast development is much less than if you went to term. Really? Yeah. This is later on? I'm well, not sure I understand. 
<laughs> Missouri oh. isn't sure that she understands <laughs> your question. Um, <laughs> that's, that was perfect. Yeah. Um, I, they're not sure if it has like okay. long term. Okay. Effects yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't look into it too much because okay. I already had too many notes. Yeah. I get it. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, so at term gestation, so you're talking at 37, 38 weeks at least, right. there's approximately 15 to 20 lobes of granular tissue and they've all formed already. Wow. They contain lactiferous duck, lactiferous, sorry, lactiferous ducts, lactiferous. which open into the breast surface through the mammary pit. Okay. So those ducts are already there. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is. So then the infant breast moving on from embryology. Yeah. So now our baby is born yeah. and the first two years are very critical for breast maturation. And I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, so critical even. Yes. So normal gland remains inactive from two years to puberty. Okay. But maternal estrogen in the neonate stimulates pituitary gland action, which releases um, or produces prolactin, which can cause breast milk from a baby. Okay. The secretion of enlargement of the breast tissues. And this is... And Shortly after birth? This it can be shortly very, after birth. Okay. Yeah. And that's in 70% of babies oh, that wow. this can happen, which I didn't realize it was so common. I didn't I've seen it, it before. So common too, I, but I, I think we're I, not noticing. Yeah. Because it's probably not a lot. Right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> which I thought was a little bit crazy. Yeah. It's a lot. It's been speculated that breasts undergo stimulation from the infant reproductive hormones, including estradiol at three to four months. Oh, wow. Which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Breast tissue in the female infants persists longer than in male, okay. which makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. And then soon after birth, nipples become everted and the areola then starts getting its oh, pigment. Okay. Yeah. Which is, yeah. it just gets darker with time. Yeah. And they can remain, your nipples can remain inverted until puberty. Okay. So um, this is actually one of the things that my daughter will kill me later in life but sure. hers were inverted and yeah. recently they've oh they've exverted which i oh, know no, is like no, i know these little mouths are happening and i'm like yeah. oh no it's coming yeah yeah it makes me want to cry a little bit you know i can tell i know it's like my little baby but anyway we seriously did two episodes <clears throat> without her crying but here we are <laughs> oh you're right i didn't cry Not at all. oh my gosh what I have know. you done to me i know okay actually so um it leads me to like breast development and like the puberty of it all. So there's actually stages of breast development. Yeah. So stage one, there's no granular breast tissue palpable. Okay. Stage two, there's breast bud that's palpable underneath the areola, which is the first sign of yeah. uh, puberty. Yeah. So that's where my baby's at. Yeah. And then. Actually, you said that. That is. So I teach CPR. Yeah. To students. And in the American Heart Association, their trainings, like it's a, you know, the difference between a child and an adult is signs of puberty and it's breast buds and girls. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Just yeah. Um, so st I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> tearing up over here <laughs> about puberty and Lord have mercy. I'm going to need some help yeah, in this okay. process. Um, stage three, breast tissue is palpable outside of the region of the areola. Okay. But there's no areola development. So it's there, but it's like 
Not functioning like okay. an areola would. Sure. So then stage four, areola is elevated above the contour of the breast, forming a double scoop look, if a you will. Scoop. <laughs> so, you know, like an ice cream cone, there's like a oh, yeah. puff and then the nipples yeah. kind of puff up yeah, yeah, on top yeah. of that. That's okay. what that stage is. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So that happens. Yeah. And then in stage five, the areola mound recedes and then there's single breast contour that occurs with okay. then the hyperpigmentation okay. of the areola, the pap papula, papillae, uh -huh. if you will, yeah. um, development. <clears throat> and then, sorry, nipple protrusion. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Interesting. So your nipple or breast changes in pregnancy, um, you can get more of those Montgomery tubercles. Okay. Okay. So if you find a notice, uh, find or notice increased white heads on your nipples, leave them alone. Don't be alarmed. Don't panic. It's normal. Normal. Yeah. Um, some think that babies can actually smell the secretions oh, yeah, that come sure. from that. And that helps them locate the breast to breastfeed. That's what they're smelling. Yeah. I must've learned this somewhere. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your breasts will get larger and more prominent veins will occur because there's just increased vascularity okay. in pregnancy. Your your areola will darken. Yeah. And they might get larger. Yeah. Uh, pregnancy hormones causes increased uh, pigmentation. Yeah. And so that happens with the areola. And from an evolutionary perspective, some believe that the increase in melanin and the darkening of the areola helps babies see yeah. to breastfeed. Yeah. <clears throat> because... They're like dark and yeah. babies see poorly. Right. They can see kind of dark. The contrast. Mm -hmm, but yeah. they don't see color so well. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm hmm So um, nipple changes in pregnancy, they're likely to become larger. They're going to be more prominent yeah. and they can change shape. So don't let that alarm you. Yeah. Yeah. Skin changes as you your breasts grow, itching can occur. So you might have itchy nipples yeah. or itchy breasts, and you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, yeah. stretch marks are a stretch thing. Marks, yeah. So that's going to cause, you know, you might get uh, very large breasts in pregnancy and they grow, and you're like, how is this even happening? Right. But your skin doesn't have time to catch up, and so you can get those stretch marks, and that's itchy. <clears throat> you can be very tender, your nipples can be very sore, touching the air can cause yeah. like, sensitivity and that's normal. Yeah. So I wanted to go into nipple types a little bit more and go more in depth. Okay. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. I wanted to start with flat nipples. And as you said before, people are a little sensitive to the fact that their nipples are flat yeah. and it can cause problems. Yeah. And one is just feeling awkward that you have flat nipples mm -hmm. because it's not as common. Remember it's like 20 right. to 30%. Right. <clears throat> and um, nipple development in the wound in the wound? <laughs> what? Um, in the womb um, can can mean that maybe there wasn't as much duct development. Okay. So potentially flat nipples come from immature womb development. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or if the base of this, the nipple is small, okay. that can be a sign that there wasn't full maturation. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Uh, around your mid thirties, aging yeah. can cause, uh, your milk ducts themselves to shorten, oh. which then, um, prepares your body for menopause, but can make your nipples flatter. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Something to look forward to. In your mid-30s. Yeah. It can be that early. Sure. Um, And pregnancy, obviously, as your breasts fill with milk, it can make your protruding nipples be yeah. flatter because your breasts are full. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, there's something called uh, Paget's disease, which is a rare form of cancer, and it starts in the nipple, and it can cause flat nipples. Likely other symptoms would be occurring yeah, too, like pain and flaking and discharge. And okay. I'll talk about that soon. Okay. Engorgement of the breast um, with breastfeeding can cause flat nipples. Okay. Um, it, but it obviously is going to resolve once your engorgement is gone. And then cancer very rarely can cause an inverted nipple or a flat nipple. Um, and remember earlier, if I said, if it's if it sudden, happened, if yeah. it's um, one-sided, hasn't been there for life, then go in. Never hurts to go in. Right. Um, so then I'm going to talk about inverted nipples. Okay. Um, congenital inversion of the nipple. Oh. Okay. This is approximately 3% of women uh, age 19 to 26. Okay. Okay. Benign. Generally, these, this is a benign finding, and it's generally in both nipples. Okay. Okay. The cause of this is failure of the underlying tissue so that underneath to proliferate and project upward. Oh, okay. So that's a lack of those epithelial layers going and going. Okay. Um, and the majority are like 96% are on umbilic umbilicated, <laughs> umbilicated versus invaginated. Now I didn't tell you what that was earlier. I skipped over it. Okay. But let me tell you what it is. Yeah. This means I'm losing spot in my notes. So you have to bear with me. That's okay. <clears throat> but, um, oh shoot. Umbilicated is, um, another term for nipple inversion. Um, and can be pulled out from beneath the alveolar surface, whereas invaginated nipple cannot be extracted. So it's like stage what? two versus stage three. Of inverted nipples. Is it called invaginated? Yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe because the vagina goes inward? I don't know. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. I have no idea. Okay. I'm just I'm making just it curious. up. Yeah. And maybe I'm saying it wrong and it's invagigated. <laughs> I die. <laughs> but it's VAG. So, okay. So we're going back to congenital nipple inversion. Okay. Okay. And, um, what, so remember, 96% are umbilicated, which means that they can be pushed out, pushed out right. for a short period of time at least. There is a chromosome 2Q37 deletion okay. that can cause um, like mild to moderate intellect disability, oh, autism to a degree of, and prominent forehead, a thin upper lip, and abnormal nipples. Okay. Interesting, huh? Yeah. What's abnormal about them? They're inverted. Okay. It causes this. Yeah. But inversion. remember, sometimes you don't see that until puberty. It would just right. be an additional sign with right. all of those other ones. Okay. Yeah. Wow. There can be an ulnar mammary syndrome. Okay. Um, that occurs. Okay. And you ask, what is that? Because I had ulnar mammary syndrome. Okay. I'm like, how are we getting the ulna yes, exactly. That's from the I'm arm like, to the mammary, <laughs> which is the breast? So this is a rare autosomal dominant disorder that is from a loss of critical levels of a T-box gene called TBX3. Okay. And this generally causes ulnar defects. 
Okay. So it could be like they have oh. a club hand or a short or missing ulnar bone. Okay. Um, the uh, mammary or the sweat gland glands have um, hyperplasia, hypoplasia. So underdevelopment of these things okay. and inverted nipples. Oh, interesting. As well as some genital abnormalities and a short stature. Really? Yeah. Those are really very different. Yes. Like symptoms or um, effects. Yeah. That, like interesting. Mm -hmm. Now don't make fun of me as I try to say this next thing. Okay. I'll try not to. So congenital disorders of glycosylation. Okay. CDG. Okay. CDG. Mm -hmm. This delineates a number of inherited disorders, disorders caused by defective glycoprotein biosynthesis. Okay. Are the, and these are genetic as in passed down or just like a mutation of the genes or. Uh, I think it's a mutation. Okay. It's an autosomal recessive. Okay. Um, and it's, the most common autosomal recessive disorder. It's associated with oh. inverted nipples, abnormal distribution of fat, and dysmorphic facial features. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Congenital. These are really interesting disorders that they affect the nipples, but other things. Mm -hmm. And that the nipples are affected. I just have no, I had no idea. Yeah. It's amazing. It is. Then acquired. So this is things that happen that can make it um, nipple inversion occur. Okay. So inflammation, okay. duct um, ectasia, which okay. usually involves the nipple, but not the areola. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. Um, and there's periductal mastitis. That's a, that's a inflammation of the sub, you know, the sub areolar ducts. Okay. Okay. Majority of the patients who have this are smokers, interestingly. Really? Yeah. Mm. And they believe it's likely that the smoking leads to damage of the ducts and then causes subsequent tissue necrosis, which then leads to infection. Wow. Very interesting. And it's your nipples. Right. So weird. That is so weird. I know. I just don't understand. I know. Okay. I found out so much about nipples yeah. that I didn't realize there was even like, to know yeah. about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who knew that smoking would, could affect your nipples? Yeah. You're not going to get preeclampsia, but you're going to have some nipple issues. <laughs> you're going to have some <laughs> nip problems. <laughs> um, so there can be fistulas that occur that can mm. cause inversion. Yeah. There's something called tuberculosis. Uh, really? Mm -hmm. Tuberculosis. Why can't I say terp? Terbuculosis. Are you tuberculosis? Yes, I can't. Why can't I say that today? Because <laughs> you're Ter trying to say terbutaline or something. I am. But it's tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. Thank yeah. you. My goodness. Yeah. Mastitis. Oh. oh. So TB of the breast. I, I never mean, heard of this. Never. In my whole life. Because it's a lung disease. So I'm so confused. So it can be TB of the breast and it's generally a um, solitary, not well-defined hard mass. And it's, um, okay, I have questions. I might not have answers. I know, you probably don't, but yeah. I don't understand. Is it the same? I didn't look to see if this type of mastitis same. is like no, I mean, from severe the, TB infection. I have no like idea. Is there, you know, because it's usually lays dormant in your lung, right? Right. So then is this the same pathogen that then it goes into your breast? I would imagine yes. Okay. Wow. I would imagine yes, but I don't know 100%. Sure. So um, wow. 
This can present with nipple inversion, discharge, skin thickening, or decrease in breast size. Decrease in breast size. Yeah. Okay. Malignancy can cause inversion. It's um, inversion in malignancy is seen in five to 50% of the cases. Okay. So it's very, yeah, very, yeah, fluctuating. It's generally asymmetrical. So it's okay. usually affecting one side okay. and it often distorts the areola, which okay. is a big clue. Sure. So there's like irregular margins of the areola, which generally okay. they're usually pretty, uniform. pretty circular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after a surgery, like a mammoplasty or a breast biopsy, that can pull the the breast tissue in, and that leads to inversion. So you can have a lot, like a loss of breast tissue, um, and that happens especially if the breast was flat already, or mm -hmm. not the breast, the nipple. Sure. Yeah. So going back to fissures, those yeah. are the painful cracks in the nipple, and they can appear on one or um, both of the breasts. It's not a fistula; it's a fissure. Mm -hmm. Anyone can get them, but most often this is a result of breastfeeding because yeah. it's like a lot of action with breastfeeding. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Um, nipple discharge causes. I, I like point. how you said a lot of action with breastfeeding. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why you were smiling. I'm like, because I just thought on it for a second. I was like, That's hilarious. Well, I mean, it does it get a lot, lot of action. action. No, I know. I tell people your breasts, your nipples are going to be sore because you don't have someone sucking on them all day. Well, and then I say, well, I don't think you do, but. <laughs> and please don't take a towel and rough them up. Somebody oh, told me that. My they... mom did that when she was pregnant with my sister. It's she like went the... to the loofah and she was just scrubbing them. Don't do that. Does that even work? No, I don't think so. I think that sounds horrid. First of all, don't damage your nipples before because then no, all of this could happen. Sore. Oh, oh, gosh, I can't even imagine. I mean, I feel like you'd have to really spend a lot of time toughening them up. You yeah, know, so the person that told me, I don't know if it was my mom or my grandma, they took a towel, like a dry towel, yeah. and just rubbed the crap right you know, out of like them. Every, you'd have to do it every day, though. And, all, time. Like, and then it would... You would have a lot of it's trauma just, no. before you desensitized enough. And just, yeah, just, yeah, just don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. 10 out of 10, do not recommend. 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, no, don't do it. So um, the causes of discharge. So typically part of breastfeeding, you know, and most pregnancies or some pregnancies, you're going to get a milky discharge for both breasts. Typically. I say typically. And <laughs> you're like, really? Wait, typically? So if you're breastfeeding, you're going to have a milky discharge? <laughs> yes. So that's like stating the obvious. I know. <laughs> but some people don't really leak a whole lot. Okay. And don't form milk. Sure. So it's important to. Sure. Most okay. people typically okay. have a milky discharge. And sometimes as early in pregnancy as your yeah. first trimester. Yeah. And that's normal. Um, Interestingly, you can leak milky discharge after breastfeeding for two to three years. I know. It happens. I do know that to be true. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, where is this coming from? But yeah. usually you have to elicit it. You like do. you have it's to squeeze your nipple. It's not going to leak out generally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my note has a big typo and it's kind of funny. Oh. Um, so medication use, not sue. <laughs> oh, Sue for the medication. <laughs> but medication use um, can cause nipple discharge. Okay. And menstrual cycle 
hormones. Like, like certain medications or just any medication? Not any medication. Okay. It would be like some type of medication. Okay. There are some ten- known, like birth control, for yeah. instance, okay. can cause um, some. Menstrual cycle hormone shifts can cause um, discharge. Endocrine disorders, fibrocystic breasts. Okay. okay. So fibrocystic breasts are, um, they tend to feel lumpy. Mm-hmm. And um, when I'm feeling them in the office, it's almost like there's cords or ropes mm-hmm. that you can feel. These are normal and they change and they're there and not there oh. with your cycle. That Does that cause problems yes. when you're trying to decide if you have cancer? <laughs> yeah. So interestingly, um, you know how they used to say, um, do a self breast exam, you know, and yeah. go in if you feel a lump. Yeah. They change that recommendation or some people recommend a different education. And this is what I believe to be true because your breasts are ever changing. So I generally tell my mamas, feel your breasts every month or all the time. Mm -hmm. And if you're not going to feel them all the time, don't feel them at all. But make sure you go in for an annual exam because you're going to get so much unwanted. Like, what is this? What is this? And it's usually fibrous cystic breasts. Yeah. They actually used to change, they used to call it fibrocystic breast disease, Oh, fibrocystic breast disease, okay. but now it's just fibrocystic breast because it's not a disease. It's not a disease. It it's just, normal. it's normal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you have a lot of fibrocystic breast tissue, um, you can actually discharge green or dark brown, not bloody. It can be green, green or, dark or dark brown. And that would be normal for that type of breast tissue. Yeah. And it can, um, it can leak without pressure. Most people have a little bit of fibrocystic breast tissue, okay. but this would be a, like a lot. a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I might freak out a little bit if I started having some yeah. brown discharge. That's why I'm educating. Yeah. And remember, it never hurts to go in right. because it's not your, it's not your job to diagnose, diagnose yourself, yourself right. but it's to recognize what could be potentially normal yeah. or abnormal. Right. Yeah. Um, galactorea. Oh, this is milky discharge Mm -hmm. from the nipple that's not related to breastfeeding. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This itself is not a disease, but it could lead to an underlying condition. Okay. Is it, is it milk? Yeah. It is milk. It is. So this usually occurs in women and it can be prior to childbirth or even after menopause. Okay. Um, And it can happen in men and infants. Ah, yeah. So the causes of galactria are, there's a few, um, breast stimulation. So excessive breast stimulation can cause this, uh, side effects to some medications, um, but disorders of the pituitary gland. So you can get increased levels of prolactin and that, um, stimulates the hormone to increase your milk production. So you have an excess level of um, prolactin hormone. Great. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you can't find a cause. So somebody will come in with galactoria and you do the, you know, prolactin test and maybe get a, um, uh, MRI of the pituitary gland or something. Um, and a cause can't be determined, but it generally resolves on its own. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, generally you're going to have persistent milky discharge. Okay. Uh, and this is dic- discharged from multiple ducts. Okay. So remember there's nine ducts in the nipple right. and it's not just for one, from one, it's going to be from all of them or multiple of them. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and then your leaking is going to occur spontaneously with that. Okay. 
So then there's mammary duct ectasia that can cause discharge. This is when um, one or more of your milk ducts beneath the nipple widens or gets oh. larger. And this can make your nipple red. It can also cause the nipple to become inverted. And the duct walls actually thicken and then are filled with fluid. And then oh, you have a question. Well, I, why does this happen? Right. <laughs> Well, just wait a minute. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So this um, this fluid that's in there is um, causing the milk duct to be blocked, and it's cl clogged with oh. this thicky, um, thicky, sticky, sticky <laughs> this sticky, sticky, sticky ew, discharge. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. It can be dirty white or greenish. Okay. And or black. Oh. And it can come from one or both of the nipples okay interesting yeah yeah um this often happens to women in perimenopause so that's between oh. 45 and 55. it's most often self-resolving okay and if you have um symptoms that persist persist you might need antibiotics surgery to remove the offending duct um but it's important to note that this is not an increased risk for breast cancer okay Black discharge from the nipple. Yeah, I said it. I right. I have um, a concern. <laughs> <laughs> do you have black discharge? No. And if you do, how come you haven't seen me yet? Yeah. Um, <laughs> why is it black? Do, what What is happening? Oh, you do, know, is it like um, like old blood? Or I'm not really sure. Okay, I just am like um, black discharge. It's not That's, blood, though. Okay. It's important to note it. Okay. That is not blood. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what causes the okay. coloration change. Yeah. Wow. Black discharge out yeah. of your nipple. It doesn't mean you're going to die. <laughs> not, not necessarily. I mean, we're all going to die. I mean. From something. From the black but discharge. Potentially, most likely, not from black discharge from your nipple. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Really interesting. And it doesn't, it, it doesn't give you a greater in risk. Increased risk for breast cancer. cancer. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, Pag Paget's disease that we talked about, or Paget's disease. Is it Paget's? Paget's. I, yeah, it's hard. Is it P-A-G-E-T? Yeah. I thought it was Paget's. It could be. I, I, could I didn't look up the pronunciation, so okay. it probably makes me sound really retarded. But it's um, yeah, so that we talked about earlier can make you have discharge from the nipple. Prolactinemia, we talked about it a little bit, but this is a non-cancerous tumor okay. in the pituitary gland. And it causes it to make too much prolactin hormone, which then increases milk production. Right. Uh, the main effect of this is to decrease like sex hormones. Oh. So estrogen and testosterone. So the first thing people are going to look at is their pituitary gland with yeah. an MRI. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can have bloody discharge. Okay. Okay. It's generally associated with a papilloma. Okay. This is a non-cancerous okay. tumor and it can cause bleeding from one side it's usually involving one duct and an ultrasound can typically um, see what's causing the bleeding. And then a biopsy might be done to ensure that it's, it's a papilloma right. because you do want to risk out, um, like rule out cancer if you have bleeding. Yeah, for sure. So then there's ductal carcinoma in situ, which okay. is DCIS. This is the presence of abnormal cells inside the milk duct. And this is the earliest form of breast cancer. Okay. Okay. It's generally non-invasive. 
which means it hasn't spread yet. Um, And it's low risk to becoming invasive. So it's kind of like if you're going to have a breast cancer, this This would be the the one. one. Yeah. Um, It's generally found during a screening mammogram. And um, the symptoms would be bloody nipple discharge, which is why we have to check with that papilloma because it could be normal or it could be this. Um, Or there would be like a lump. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cancer can cause discharge. And um, it's increased in the pot, like cancer and discharge is increased if you have the following, a lump in the breast, only one breast is affected. If the discharge is bloody or clear, oh, if it's clear discharge, that's that's interesting and different because it should be milky or okay. a color no, of substance. Because you would usually think that clear, that's would clear be is benign, fine. But, yeah, okay. Or a discharge that's spontaneous and persistent, and or persistent, or if this um, discharge is from a single duct. Oh. So if you're squeezing your nipple and you can elicit out of multiple holes at once, probably okay. But if it's just one then uh, um, it's more concerning. Okay. Yeah. So then I I went down this path. Yeah. Well, I just am like, do I just need to be squeezing my nipples to check out the discharge? I think you're going to notice things if they change. Okay. Um, You don't have to do anything extra. Okay. Okay. Um, I went down this path of runner's nipple. Yeah. I don't know if I've heard this before. Yeah. I mean, I just have have an idea of maybe what it Mm -hmm. could be, but. Yeah. Very interesting. So after a period of jogging, the nipple becomes sensitive. Okay. And then it starts to chafe. And this is usually related to the the clothing that you're wearing rubbing back and forth on the nipple. Yeah. Okay. This can worsen over time. So the longer you run with imperfect circumstances, um, the worse your symptoms are. And you're usually not paying attention when you're running, right? You're like you're focused on form or breathing or like, I'm am I, like me. I would be right. like, I'm not going to die. I'm <laughs> right. not going to die. Like I'm not paying attention to my nipples. Okay. Right. So this can make um, your nipple damage worse. Right. Yeah. So it can lead to even nipple bleeding. It sounds painful. Yeah. Yeah. So basically it's chafing so much right. that you're causing damage to your nipple. And just like a normal sports bra doesn't, prevent this? Well, it depends on the type of sports bra. And does it move across the nipple when you're moving? Because not everybody wears like a compression sports bra somewhere, like a looser one that would chain or like move with their movement. And that's where it causes it. Um, So symptoms would be sensitivity. So you might start notice that your shirt when it's moving is slightly causing some agitation. It's a good time to stop but people don't really recognize it it's like oh that's irritating but then you're like hitting it and then when you're done with your run you might notice you have red nipples oh man i should have stopped and i didn't and now um so then after the redness you get soreness so now you've gone past sensitivity and redness and now you're like sore Sore. and then there's discoloration it can be pale or dark red Mm -hmm. and then there's um, extreme dryness which leads to flaking it's hard to notice when your nipples are dry Mm -hmm. but that causes big issues and then you get skin cracks right i just i it didn't i never thought about having like those same kind of issues from breastfeeding because everything you're describing sounds like yes things that can happen when you're breastfeeding but yeah you you don't 
have the pleasure of a baby. You just have the pleasure of a run. Yeah, if that could be considered pleasurable. I think it is for some people. I think it really endorphins. I've never experienced. I well, you know what? I did the couch to five k, and I ran that several times, and I did like it. Did you? Yeah, I loved it, and it was like this goal. Yeah. But like once I reached that goal, I was like, yeah, I like my knees. Right. And they hurt. Yeah. So I'm not gonna run. I'm gonna walk. Right. (laughs) So I've never really loved running, but I did it to say I could. I've never run a marathon, and no thanks. But I love people that like to run. No, I think so that's why fun. I included this. These are yeah. some tips. Yeah. So, causes of the running nipples, um, obviously, probably rough fabric, mm-hmm. running in cold weather. So, oh, your nipples yeah, tend to protrude. Rest, yeah. yeah. And so they rub more. Um, running in hot weather because you're, you're sweating. Okay. And so the salt from your sweat goes into those yeah. cracks and it yeah. causes pain. Ouch. Um, and then, of course, long distance or marathon running or mm-hmm. training. Yeah. Um, Treatment is rest and recover, mm-hmm. which can take about five to seven days to heal completely yeah. from a nipple damage. Um, using a um, antiseptic lotion, which, oh. you know, like, you know, something that's just going to prevent bacteria from getting in there if you're sweating a lot. Okay. Um, and then Neosporin. Okay. It's a handy dandy available yeah. resource. And then you can cover it with a breathable Gauze. You don't right. want to trap moisture in there. That's a bad deal, right. but something breathable. Yeah. And then they say that like prevention is the best thing because yeah. you don't want to cure nipple runner's nipple. You want, you want to prevent That's it. That's what I was thinking. I was going to yeah. ask like barrier creams and stuff like that or yeah. types of materials you're using. For- yeah. So you want to wear soft clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, moisture wick- wicking is very good. Um, a compression vest. I guess they make mm-hmm. these for exercise. Okay. <laughs> so it like reduces friction by like being compressed. Yeah. Um, I don't know how uncomfortable that would no, be. No, I know. I'm like, it's compressed. I can't breathe. I'm thinking Hands about leg compression and socks. Right. And I'm like, that's uncomfortable. It can't be that tight, can it? Well, it could I mean, be. These things are tight. Yeah. We're talking about like where you breathe. <laughs> I know. Um, wearing a seamless bra. So if there's a okay. seam, that can be more irritating. I'm using an anti-chafing stick and it looks uh-huh. like deodorant. Yeah. Um, and applying a band-aid or runner's okay. tape. Runner's tape. Yeah. They also have these things called nip ease. Nip ease. N-I-P-E-Z-E-A-Z-E. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they come in pairs. Okay. And then you put those over your They're like nipples. Pieces? I think so. Okay. I, I didn't look at them, yeah. but it looked, you know, Sounds like something good. that could work. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So use some of those things to try to prevent runners. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I couldn't end without talking about yeast infections of the yeah. nipple because that's a big one. Yeah. And this commonly happens during breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. And your baby generally gives it to you from an oral yeast infection in their mouth, which is just bacteria that's, you know, overgrown. Um, And they transmit it from their mouth to your nipple. And you can have nipple pain or breast pain, burning or stinging. Your nipples can be shiny or red. Um, A lot of times what people will tell me is it's piercing pain from the nipple straight through the breast, which is terrible. It is. It's a terrible feeling. when When you're, when you're feeding your baby every it three hours hurts and then you have to deal yes. with this additional pain. Yeah. They can be cracked or dry. Yeah. They can have a rash on them or blisters. Um, baby's cheeks will have like on the inside of their cheek, they'll have a white, um, white spots in their cheeks that isn't wiped away. Like right. if you have, 
if you've just breastfed, your baby's going to have white cheeks, right. but it will wipe away when you touch it. But whereas yeast will not. Yeah. And then in severe cases, they can have painful sores on their tongues. Oh. Um, and then white spots. So it doesn't have to be like a white patch. It can be even little spots. Right. Um, the causes of this can be breast pads, damaged or cracked nipples, a humid climate, not changing your undergarments frequently enough. Oh. So if you're, if you're wet and you don't change it or you're not changing your bra every day, that's, that's not good. You right. need to be changing things out. Um, drying your breasts thoroughly after a shower is super oh, important okay. and keeping them dry. But um, if you're using those reusable breast pads and you're not changing those out, oh, those are wet yeah. and that can cause yeast environment. Right. Yeah. Yeast growth environment. Right. They love it. Don't put sugary uh, yogurts. On your nips, <laughs> although you might be tempted. <laughs> Those of you who know me know that I like to try yeah, things. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, go to episode one. Yes. <laughs> I think that's the episode, yeah? It's the first one, I think. Is it? People are going to be like, we don't know what you're talking about. I think so. Episode it's, one. It's all about sugary yogurt oh, and no, where no. not to no, put it. it was in the discharge episode. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So discharge. Okay. Discharge. Discharge episode to learn yeah. Christina's story. <laughs> Um, not drying your, oh, I already said that excessive sweating, um, recent antibiotic use can always oh, yeah. decrease the good flora that right. would fight off bad flora and a weakened immune system kind of puts you at elevated risk mm -hmm. and the treatment generally, please go in for treatment because yeah. if you're suffering with this, yeah. very rarely does it go away on its yeah. own. And a lot of moms will quit breastfeeding because yeah. they're just done oh. with the pain. So go in for treatment because yeah. Um, you need baby treatment yeah. and your treatment at the same time. Otherwise, I'll just pass it back and forth. And your maternity, like your, your the provider for mom will prescribe for both. Yeah. And the provider for the, the baby will prescribe for both. Right, right. So it just is one person that you need to right. go see. Um, but it's important. Get treatment so that you don't suffer. Right. Yeah. That's my nipple. Oh my conversation. Wow. That was really fascinating. Was it great? Yeah. I loved it. I, you know what? I kind of was like, oh man, nipples. But then when oh, I got nipples. into it, Black nipples, man, I think all night. Oh, please don't have nightmares or do. And then tell me how crazy yeah. you think I am for telling yeah. you, you could have, I mean, we're in the prime age, Megan. I know. So if you get black discharge, you have to submit a titty tribulation okay. for, the, for the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Because that would be a I'm true. I'm hoping that I don't. You could call me. I will. I'll give you reassurance. I will. And then we'll you. we'll look at it. Yes. We're gonna look at it. We will. And we're gonna figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. We have a plan. We do. <laughs> it, and I'll call you if it happens to me. Yeah. Please. I can't really do much for you, but I'll tell you that it's okay. Okay. And, and I guess we'll work through it. And tell me to find my provider. And find and your provider. Not diagnose myself, yeah. because even a provider such as myself yeah. should not be diagnosing myself. It's true. It's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. All right. Okay. Well, I hope you guys feel enlightened yeah, today. Definitely. Yeah. We love doing this. Yeah, we're having a good So time. keep rating us. Yeah. Give us your words of encouragement yeah. by writing a review. Yeah. Um, sharing us with your besties. Yeah. Um, giving us your stories so we can keep this going forever. Because yeah. it's so fun. It is. It's so fun. And there's lots of knowledge out there that we want to share with you. Yeah. All right. All right. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.